it's really, really important to make sure that when you're doing all this stuff, you're not stressing yourself the hell out, buying a bunch of stuff, wasting money, and you unfortunately find yourself in a position where you lose the joy of why you started it all to begin with. So I love to help come and pave the road and make it super smooth and slick and just easy to drive down so you can get to where you're trying to go and use the stuff for the reasons of why you bought it to begin with. Welcome to the Video Simplified Podcast, where I help you simplify the video creation process to help you reach wider and connect deeper with the people that need you the most. From learning to use your camera to simplifying video strategy to help you grow your brand and share your vision using video. So let's jump right into today's episode. What is up, entrepreneurs? Welcome back to the Video Simplified Podcast with me, your hostess, the mostess, Diana Gladney. This week, we are talking about gas, which is gear acquisition syndrome. It is that time of the year again where sales are happening literally the day that I'm recording this podcast right before I leave for Ecamm's Creator Camp, which I cannot wait uh, to go to. I've been looking forward to that all year long, so stay tuned for that. we got some fun things to share coming out of that event. But it is the holidays and we know that you have Techtober, which is usually now in October. And then we have in um, November, we have these after Thanksgiving day sales, holiday sales and the like. And so there's a lot of gear purchases that happen around the last quarter of the year, especially when it comes to upgrading your gear for people that are just getting started buying gear for the first time. And then you have some of those that are kind of in the in-betweens of they are buying new gear, but they're making whole transitions. So maybe you've had a camera that you've been using for a couple years or a few years. And so now it's time to upgrade. There's a lot of different thoughts uh, that come up around this. Uh, and especially because I am more camera centered around the content that I make, specifically when it comes to making videos, I don't talk about smartphones. I'm not comparing cinema cameras or anything like that. It's mostly mirrorless cameras that are the go-to because those tend to be, in my opinion, the best solutions um, for where most people are starting at to make sure that you are having something that really fits the vein of not just content that is tending to be made most of the time, but also making sure that you have uh, the stuff that's not going to cause you any issues for the most part, as long as you're buying right instead of having to buy it twice. But now there's a lot of people who's going to be buying stuff like left and right. So I like to get ahead of that uh, with this episode. So that's what gas is. It's like gas is like people that are buying a lot. Gear acquisition syndrome. It's like, I need this, I'm watching videos. So it might get you excited about their setup or it looks really interesting. So you like, that looks dope, I'm gonna buy it. Uh, and so now you have a, you're surrounded, literally surrounded with uh, a bunch of gear and a bunch of accessories or a bunch of tools. And so you have to learn how to do all this stuff and you have all these issues. Uh, well, when it comes to now using that, you now start to not create, or when you did create something, something was wrong with it. So it didn't quite turn out well or the way you thought it should. And so something goes wrong because it's new to you. And so you're like, well, I can't use that. So I'm going to wait. And then <laughs> you, you just keep putting stuff off. And unfortunately, what winds up being the problem is now you kind of get into a procrastination, stagnant, stagnant type stalemate, if you will because of this gear that you bought that's supposed to make things better for you, but instead it's now created a new problem. Uh, so a lot of people really, you know, become a victim of this because the need of if I have X or if I have A, then it'll help me create B. Or if I get A and B, then I can make C. 
And it really just becomes that game back and forth. Well, I could do more of this or I could be better at that. If I only had this one more thing um, or these series of things, then I'd be, you know, ready to do all this stuff. And so what's funny is I'm already going to uh, this this creator camp um, starting tomorrow, but I, re I already know it's probably going to be a few people. Um, if not a good amount, they'll probably, this may be their first time going to a creator centric event. And so they're going to bring a bunch of, a, a bunch of camera stuff and they are probably going to overload their backs with just all kinds of stuff. Uh, cause maybe they've never done it before or whatever. I was in the same boat once upon a time. And what winds up happening is you bring a ton of stuff that you don't use <laughs> and you bring a ton of stuff and then you don't want to even carry it around. So it defeats the purpose and it just really becomes a weight. And so now the stuff that you bought, whether you, you know, beyond the 30 days or not, either returning it, selling it, or it just sits there collecting dust. And I've gotten a fair, gotten a fair share of emails of people that have said that they've bought something. It's been sitting for like a year or something. And now they finally are ready to jump back in and, and actually do something with that. So let's not get into any of those issues. And I would say a good amount of people that actually watch the podcast, if you're watching the video version of this, or if you're listening to the podcast version of this uh, episode, you probably are a doer. It's usually the community that I try to create and foster is a community of doers. You're actually doing the work. And so in the process of doing the work, you need to now upgrade your gear because, uh, and this will probably going to go on a tangent on here. I'm <laughs> probably going to go on a little bit of a tangent uh, on this one, not because of any accusatory tones or anything like that, but to really set the standard and set the record straight of, and making things clear. Cause I think, uh, number one in the camera space, there's tends to be a whole lot of vitriol, unfortunately. And then the other thing is that there tends to be a lot of confusion again, unfortunately, because people get confused when it comes to upgrading your gear. Most people have the uh, issue of they'll hear now gear doesn't matter or gear is not important or content is king. Content is way more important than, than the gear and don't focus in on it. Don't get distracted by the gear. And all of that is true, except that if you're having issues with the gear, then the content is not on trial here uh, between the two. It's a difference of if you're making excuses for why you won't start. It's a difference if you're making excuses for why you won't commit <laughs> to actually being consistent it's a different if you're actually making excuses saying that you have to have this in order for you to start making content because yes, then in that point, it doesn't matter what you're starting with. It, it is important that you are starting. But when it comes to the question of people saying, well, gear doesn't matter. It's usually, usually most of the time, 99% of the time, it feels like in the wrong context. If the conversation is gear versus gear. You're having a problem with a microphone and that microphone, you can't figure out what the issues are, whatever, maybe it's uh, damaged it from overuse or whatever the case is, or it was just the wrong thing. Um, a lot of people do this when they buy condenser style microphones that are going to pick up a lot of environmental noises for right now. The air conditioner just came on. Maybe the noise floor impacted a little bit, maybe not, but there's so many factors into going into why we get the audio to sound as good as we do versus you hearing a bunch of noise like a car that just passed by or the fan that came on on the laptop or any of the anything, uh, environmental noise, TV on another room, whatever. 
there's things in place to help make the content better because the gear is solving so many problems, something simple. But when you buy the wrong thing, you end up having to buy it twice because now you have to buy something else a second time or the right thing, hopefully on that second go, if not the third or the fourth for some people. And you'll hear people say gear doesn't matter. Make sure it's in the right context. If you know procrastination is a problem, then make sure you get on yourself and get into yourself of the why you're creating so that you can actually start taking action and doing what you need to do. But if gear is the problem, then let's solve the real problem. That's like saying uh, you're not getting your car fixed because, you know, you got a good job or whatever. You know, it's like the job is not the problem or <laughs> how good the job is or the benefits or not. Like, no, it's like we having issues with the transmission or you have an issue with the motor or whatever. Let's get the thing fixed. Um, or it could be something super simple. Let's just get the thing fixed. We're not comparing apples to apples there. And so that's that whole conversation of content versus gear. You know, you have a gear problem when, for example, there's a lot of cameras that are still on the market that are arguably great cameras. Uh, I still think they would be that are just a few years older, but in a few years time in the tech world, that's a big gap. And so here's how I make the decisions of if I'm going to upgrade the gear or not. Uh, and I do want to talk a little bit about trade-ins and stuff like that, because that is another point of frustration that people have. But I'll know I need to get something else or consider getting something else if, even though the gear can be good, and yes, you could get the job done, it causes additional hurdles that decrease my efficiency in what I'm doing. For example, a lot of older mirrorless cameras or just even DSLR cameras, but DSLRs, are, in my opinion, are no longer part of the conversation for video. Uh, so it's moving forward with mirrorless. So even if you go back three, four years even, uh, there's a lot of mirrorless cameras that have a 30 minute recording limit on it. For a speaker, most talks may be in the 45 minute range. And then you have like a 15 or 20 minute Q and A that sometimes uh, if you can meet someplace else or you're out in the hallway or whatever, then it can go into longer stretches of time. So now you're recording could be 60, 90 minutes, 120 minutes that you're recording. How many times are you going to have to ask somebody to, or have somebody to watch? Even if you have a friend or attendee there to say, Hey, can you hit the record button for me? Or you're trying to potentially monitor this on your phone from afar, but there's issues with drop signals and disconnection issues, issues with some of these camera apps to where at times things happen. It always does. It's just the issue with technology. It happens. Now you only get the first 30 minutes and that's it. Because unless somebody starts or now you have gaps in something where it was a great question or whatever. So now we're losing the value of that time in us capturing it because we miss stuff. Now, is it going to make or break your whole existence as a content creating entrepreneur? No, but is it still going to be important to what you're doing? Absolutely. So it is important to make sure that the gear is going to do the right job for what you're doing because the features solve problems for you instead of creating more problems for you. Here's another example um, for DSLRs. The reason why I said it's not really a part of the conversation any longer, in my opinion, when it comes to video, yeah, you can get a nice image out of it, but the audio is always going to suck. I don't care which, which DSLR it is. The audio is going to be trash in a bag and sound like a wrestling trash bag. It's going to be awful. It's going to have a loud noise floor. Preamps are not going to be great. There's a big difference, even for the older and the, some of the first mirrorless cameras that for whatever reason, when you switch from DSLR to mirrorless, 
preamp sounded way better. Now there is now in some audio files, you know, issue of hierarchy of audio, which is who's better or not. And this one sounds better than this one, but they're all better. Even the worst of what people would might say, you know, if you're really into audio, it still sounds better than the high end DSLR camera on the market. Doesn't matter which one it is or which brand. So now you need to fix the audio, remove the issues, blah, 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 and on and on to make the audio great or record externally and then sync it up afterward. And it doesn't matter how efficient a software or tool or anything else would be. The fact that unfortunately you're not able to do this all in one thing and save even more time and condense timeframes by being more efficient, it now becomes an inefficient system. And it is the same reason of why we don't use Model T style cars anymore for you to drive 30 and sometimes 40 minutes for some people in the US to get to work because it's not efficient. If you do it, it's because you want to and the issues that you might run into with the average person is not a problem for you. But to where it is, then it's a problem. It's not really a debate between gear and content. It's knowing when are we using this in the right context? Is this a content issue or is this a gear issue? Because if a gear issue, then we have a problem. Now, we move on into the next section of people having concerns around upgrading or, or whatever the case might be. Well, let's take this into consideration. Quite a few people, especially when you're new, new-ish, less than five years you've been making content, five consistent years, not you bought a camera so many years ago, you had it once or twice, three times a year, you make a video. No, you've can like consistently made content throughout a year consistently, not, you know, three months of the year, like consistently those consecutive years, that number of years. So let's say if you've been doing that for less than five years, okay, you can have a camera for five years, still be plenty fine, still be great. You can find old cameras that are great, great. But again, when a camera starts to create more issues than it solves, we now have a problem because it's creating more problems for you. If you're doing speaking, if you're doing coaching, you're doing consulting, whatever you're doing talks, whether those be digital or on the actual physical stage, you now have a problem because again, your gear can no longer keep up or you're having to deal with a bunch of concessions or, or what have you. Uh, I got a comment recently uh, that I was going back and forth in with this person, just kind of educating them on, on this a little bit. Uh, sometimes when it comes to trading in or selling. And I've talked about this on a live stream and we uh, had some great dialogue about that. A lot of people are concerned about losing money. You're not losing money on something. If, like I said, there's two ways that I'm seeing if this makes sense for me or not. And I would encourage you to probably use the same system of uh, number one, like within the first 90 days, I have it scheduled when I buy something to make my money back. If not already before, doesn't matter how much surplus of income that you have. When you make an investment in something, the goal is for it to yield a return. So if I'm looking at something, I'm making an investment, how long would it take for me to make my money back? Can I make this back in 30 days? Can I make it back in 60 days? Can I make it back in 90 days? So, so hopefully within 30 days time frame, if nothing else within 90 days time frame. Now let's say it's a larger investment and I'm saying uh, several thousands of dollars. So if you're making a much larger investment, Okay, depending on what you do or whatever the flow of things are, you no, know, there's recession issues, whatever. Six months to a year, have you made your money back? Because if you have, that investment yielded a return already. 
if you've gotten to black and you've earned back the amount of money that you spent or you invested in that tool, now what everything else on top of that becomes extra. So if we bought something for $500, if we bought something for 500 and you're trying to now sell that thing or hope that you get back at least $400 cause you don't want to quote unquote lose money. You're not losing money if you already made $1,500 back or $2,000 already because you invested in this tool that opened up new doors of opportunity that allowed you to do uh, other things. You got maybe more speaking gigs because you recorded your content, you're distributing that, uh, you're using that content for marketing pieces. Now uh, you've been able to capture even more B roll and stuff for yourself, for your business and your brand, like hashtag all the things, um, taking more client calls and those are now scaled up. So you can use those as pieces of content uh, in what you're doing because you're not having problems. Well, fantastic. That $500 tool camera in this instance, for example, it made you more than the money back. So what are we fighting for this, you know, extra hundred bucks or something? Like if you sell it for 350, that's fine because you have to understand that, especially when it comes to camera gear um, and accessories and stuff like that. Lenses hold their value better. Um, computers tend to be okay from time to time. Microphones are great um, for retaining value, stuff like that. But there are those things that depreciate quickly and camera bodies are one of those. When you sell something then at a package pro tip here, um, if you're going to sell something, I, I wouldn't necessarily recommending selling it. If you know, you need to buy something else in return instead trade in and use like a reliable camera store. And I've talked about that, but I'm actually going to do a dedicated episode on that. Uh, just so I have the time to talk about it now, when you think about this, okay, well, if I made my money back and then some me selling it at 350, for example, yeah, maybe it's not as much as I would like to, but I didn't lose anything selling that piece of gear because the expectation that I'm, I buy something for $500 and several years later, I'm going to sell it for 400 is not always realistic unless it's something again, that holds value like lenses, like, you know, microphones, like something, some more expensive or whatever. You'd have to bundle it together to get more of that kind of income back. But then at that point, you're still losing money, probably on something else, quote unquote, losing money. But I'm not losing money on anything if I already made my money back on that initial investment. And if you do this for every piece of gear that you have, it's not that big of an issue. Now, here's how we can now start to uh, balance gear and content so we don't get into overwhelm and excess. Because I want to get too much into the trade-in stuff. That's where my mind is wandering. But I could, again, I'll say that for a different episode. Uh, we'll probably do that for next episode because I think it's just timely for that. Uh, and I haven't done one. Uh, I, I th I'm going to think in a while here. So we'll do that. But let's talk about some strategies to balance gear and your content. So I like to use the Alvis hierarchy of investments, something I talked about in my book, the one right video. Uh, and so we always hear about cameras. We always hear about lighting. We always hear about audio. Well, what order should we be buying these things in and what order should we be doing this stuff in? Well, I just made a simple acronym. So it's easier for me to remember and easier for me to teach. And that's A-L-V-A-S. And so that's audio, lighting, video, accessories, and software. Based on this, I now can look through all of the things. What is potentially problematic? What are things where I'm hitting that ceiling constantly on a weekly basis, if not daily, depending on how often I'm using it? And it's now becoming an issue. Uh, I recently sunset it to use, for examples, get into audio where I was using my Samsung Q2U for forever, but I was trying to use it in a 
wireless podcast setup that I had set up, which we'll be having a dedicated video on, on the channel about, and it picked up interference issues because of the microphone. And I was like, oh, I forgot that this microphone is more sensitive than the Shure SM7B, for example, that I'm using right now to pick up interference. I could set this all over near my computer and I do have a small desk setup. I don't use anything big, extravagant or whatever. I just keep my stuff super simple. I'm very minimalist about my particular setup. What I noticed is unfortunately it picked up interference. So now I'm having to adjust it and deal with that or what have you. Well, that is something that I was progressively dealing with more and more. And so the more my friends were recommending, my creator friends recommending, like, just go ahead, get the SM7B Rodecast Pro and be done with it. And I'm like, it better be the Bees Knees Hall of Fame and it better like solve so many other problems that I didn't realize were issues for me. And it absolutely did and continues to do. And I'm like, this is the last microphone I'll have to buy. If I buy anything else, it'll be because I want to, or like I'm getting into multiplication of setups and stuff like that. But even then I'll probably just get another SM7B or like Shure MB7 or something like that. I'm like audio, problem solved. So now I can maneuver more, do different setups, take this microphone anywhere, do whatever, and not have to deal with interference issues. Is it a USB mic? No, but I don't need a USB microphone per se. Now, if I did, again, I could just go to Shure MB7. Lighting, lighting issues. And I was like, I didn't like this stuff on, this, on the floor. So I invested in things that took things off the floor and mounted them in the ceiling and on the walls. And so is that something that necessarily was costing me money or was an issue? Well, the amount of time you constantly are dealing with this or did it get knocked over because somebody else is in the room or uh, whatever the case is, you need to move something. So you got to move that out the way and then put it back. I just didn't want to have to deal with that. Figured out what the ideal placement was for my lighting, set it there. And it's like, set it and forget it. That's kind of tend how I tend to do stuff, set it and forget it. So I've done that um, video. I'm constantly looking to see how can I continuously balance the gear and my content with looking at now, like I got the uh, Sony ZV-E1, which I'm recording this on right now. And what I notice is number one is how fun it is. So that is something that you can't necessarily price, but I'm looking at how fun it is, but I'm also looking at how many more inefficiencies I had in the things that I were doing that are now solved. Instead of asking somebody to pan a tripod for me, and bringing a ball head when I travel, if I need to speak or something like that, I can just turn on the AI and it does it for me. Instead of uh, worrying about potentially getting something with more buttons so I can be more efficient in my customization of the menus and blah, blah, blah. Now I have a bunch of on-screen options and different things and all kinds of stuff, more efficient. And so there's something to be said about how efficient is a tool being for you and how effective is it being for you as well. And so when I'm looking at balancing out, especially when it comes to cameras for video and stuff, how effective is it helping me to be? There's a lot of tools that are very simple, easy, and they're effective, but is it efficient? It needs to balance both. And I'm really high on the efficiency because it's very easy to meet that effectiveness expectation. What I need my stuff to do is also be efficient for me. And this takes us back to where we talked about before of the whole conversation where people use this out of context of gear doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. Cause there's a lot of stuff that's effective, but there's not a whole lot of things that are also efficient. So yes, you can use a five, six, seven year old, whatever kind of camera and yeah, it's effective, but it's not efficient. And so the more time that you waste, you don't get your time back. I can always earn more money. I can never get my time back ever. 
I value that way more than, like I was saying, like the extra money you might invest in or spend or whatever, trying to deal with like, oh, I don't know if I want to sell it at that much because that's, I was trying to get this. Like there's some negotiation stuff there, obviously, but where it matters, let's keep the main thing, the main thing. So lastly, I would say, because uh, if we can go down the line, audio, lighting, video, accessories, two is one, one is none. Um, so if you need USB-C to USB-C cables, get a pack of three. Two is one, one is none, then you have an extra, right? And then uh, when it comes to software, easy. Invested in Ecamm Live is what I'm doing this on right now. If you use the promo code Diana2Moss, you can get two months for free using Ecamm Live. And why do I like this? Because I can do, use my setup just like this. I can have my camera set up and everything stays stationary. It always looks amazing. It never looks choppy and jittery. There are some times when people are recording stuff and you see them kind of look, they look like they're online. I don't know how to really explain. They, they're breaking up. They're looking jittery and choppy. I never look like that. It looks just like how I'm doing it in the camera. And I have the ability to add in LUTs, have the ability to add in customization. It increases my efficiency. It's not just only effective. There's a lot of live streaming and video tools out there. Like I can, I can use QuickTime. That's effective. I can hit recording. I can choose high quality. I can pull in my audio from the SM7B and the Rodecaster Pro, and I'm good to go. It's effective. Where it becomes inefficient or less efficient and then adds more time is if I made a mistake, if I had an issue, like for example, um, I've been doing stuff all day, trying to get ready to go out of town here. And what I'm noticing is, unfortunately, it's like ah, something happened with the audio because I've had to re-add cables and stuff because I was coming from out of town again uh, the other week. Okay, well, now <laughs> I'm like, there's something wrong. And I'm like, hold on. So I hit pause. I need to clean my glasses. Hit pause. Okay, well, I don't have to make multiple video clips and now I have multiple video clips to delete or if I need to take a break or look something up or refresh the page or find something really quickly, I could just hit pause and then resume. I don't have to worry about having any internet outages. If internet went out right now, it wouldn't matter because it's not internet based. And so the problem with other tools is, yeah, it's effective as long as the internet works. <laughs> Once the internet's gone, so is the access to that tool. With Ecamm, I have it 24-7 because it's on my computer. And it gives me access to all these other things, accessing the internet instead of relying on the internet. So I love Ecamm over anything else. It's super effective and it's super efficient. And I've tried using QuickTime just to kind of see like what the difference might be or what have you. Yeah, it's effective. It definitely isn't efficient because now we need to break something up multiple times or we're waiting for something to load if I'm doing a tutorial or training or whatever. Um, and so it's like, dag, this is going to add more time in editing, more time for my editor, instead of me just being able to do it natively in Ecamm, which is way more efficient. And so that's where the balancing act becomes between your gear and your content, especially when you're talking about a lot of stuff um, of buying stuff right now. It's it has to be effective and efficient. The Don't get lost in the sauce of the gear doesn't matter. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. In the right context. Yes, it does. When people say, oh, well, content is king. Content was never on trial in the conversation, taking it out of context. In the context of comparing apples to apples, it does matter. Ask an Olympian that is doing track and field, that's doing ballet or whatever, if the shoes matter. And they say, well, shoes don't matter. It's all about the art or whatever. It's like, yes, it does, because you can't go out there wearing basketball shoes and the, on the ballet 
thing. <laughs> like you can't get out there without the right uniform, without the right tools to do the right job. Now, are there things that may help them be more efficient? And that's a different conversation. So learn the difference, I would say, when you are posing yourself between, you know, dealing with, is this efficient? Is this effective? So you can look at something apples to apples instead of like apples to oranges and it don't matter. So <laughs> needless to say, if you're going to be buying stuff, buy it right or buy it twice. And don't get lost in the sauce of like, do oh, I can just keep doing what I'm doing or I can just keep using what I mean. It works. Honestly, I could still be using the Canon M50 to this day using Ecamm Live. The quality would still look great, but it would not be efficient with what I'm doing. It would not be efficient with saving me as much time as the switch to Sony did and getting access to new features, getting access to better quality, getting access to not having to worry about clean HDMI or not getting access to the eye autofocus and a bunch of other things that I've used having access to this camera. Oh, we both can take photos and video. Yes, they're both great. They will both do well. Any brand would be. That's not on trial here. The difference is yes, something can be effective, but now what are you, what are you getting and how much more of this is it being efficient? Last bit here was a comment that I started mentioning earlier, but I was back and forth in a conversation with someone and explaining to them, like, there's a couple areas where you need to really pay attention if you need to buy something or not. And this will help put gas to bed and just be done with it. Where if you find yourself buying something, like this young lady, she's like, oh, I got the ZV-1 and, and bought the ZV-10, but the kit lens is like, but I'm using it for vlogging. It's like, in full truth and transparency, it's like the ZV-1 would have been the better option for vlogging for what she described and like the wide angle lens or something instead of the ZVE 10 where you now need to get like the kit lens is not going to do it. You have the issue with, um, not having stabilization. Yes. You can get the 10 to 18 lens which is what we were discussing that has optical steady shot in it. But I'm like, you're not going to get the same options. Yes. The lens options are vast and you could use catalyst brows, but again, can you be effective with it using catalyst brows and whatever and blah, 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 and longer tripod. Yes. That can help you to be effective just to get the job done, but it's not efficient. And I'm like, so pause for the calls before you start buying a bunch of stuff and really look at why am I buying this? What do I need it for? Okay. If I was buying something, so at her position where she was at and we're having a conversation is efficiency or find really finding the right thing and then being efficient with it. So I'm like, you already had something that could do the job. Like it was at 20, $50 or something like that. Or I mean, 20, $40 maybe for the wide angle adapter lens thingy works great looks great you know doesn't deteriorate the image uh, a ton or anything like that problem solved we don't necessarily need anything now do you want something else great but it's like ideally i wouldn't have picked the zv10 for vlogging because it wouldn't have been best so now we've introduced a problem and we've also introduced another problem because we need a wider lens We've also going to have another problem, which is going to be stabilization, which now makes us more, uh, less uh, inefficient, easier to put the tripod down. But based on what she was describing, it didn't seem like that would have been, um, the vibe or the, the motion of how she was moving stuff. And so this becomes a real up and down. And I was really pondering this this morning after that, um, back and forth simply because a lot of people find themselves in this thing. And I really enjoy helping people navigate through this because it's important. It's really, really important 
to make sure that when you're doing all this stuff, you're not stressing yourself the hell out, buying a bunch of stuff, wasting money, and you unfortunately find yourself in a position where you lose the joy of why you started it all to begin with. So I love to help come and pave the road and make it super smooth and slick and just easy to drive down so you can get to where you're trying to go and use the stuff for the reasons of why you bought it to begin with. So hopefully this conversation brought you value and understanding, like I said, some of those differences, because I know it can be definitely tricky. I'm going to go ahead and do the next episode following this particular podcast, talking about trading in and trading uh, your gear or selling it and stuff like that. Like I said, cause it's been quite a long time since I discussed that and tis the season uh, where, like I said, a lot of people are going to be doing a bunch of stuff gear wise, but that's where I'm gonna leave it for this week's uh, episode for the video simplified podcast. Um, as I love to end all of these episodes, the winds of life blows on us all, but it is how you set your sails. So with that guys, with passion, I'll see you on the next episode of the video simplify podcast. Take care. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode, but the value doesn't stop there for more in-depth trainings, courses, and growing your brand using video. Join the video simplified community at videosimplify.live.